This is an offering to the three treasures of the true Buddhism of the sowing. I pray that their power, beneficence, and influence ever more widely prevail. Alright. Welcome back, friends, to another edition of Silk Gakkai Becoming Nichiren Shosha Member. I'm your host, Zen Zen. And we're at the cafe again this morning, going to be reading from the doctrines and practice of Nichiren Shosho. You know, you, this this is one of the few books that you can get at the uh, any temple that you call. You can order these books. I'm not like <laughs> trying to sell them, but it, w- I did notice in the Silk Gakkai there was a lot of books to buy, and in the Nichiren Shosho there's not as nearly as many books to buy, and the information is way deeper, and it's amazingly. It's like amazing to see the <laughs> just how uh, c- concentrated it is and how wonderfully infinite it is instead of having to be a bunch of color-coded book series that you have to read through and study in groups and anyway anyway I digress we're gonna be reading from this wonderful book and uh, we're gonna go back to chapter 10 page 71 and for those of you just joining, I used to be in Sokakai for 10 years. But I like these teachings better, so maybe you will too. Okay. The comparison between true and provisional Mahayana. True Mahayana is superior to provisional, ma- provisional Mahayana. <coughs> Gonjitsu Sotai, the third level of the fivefold comparison. The provisional refers to temporary, expedient teachings, while the true means the eternal true teaching. As in the case of the comparison between the Mahayana and the Hinayana, the comparison between true and provisional Mahayana also divides Shakyamuni's teachings into the two basic categories of the true and the provisional. These two categories are compared and their relative merit judged. This comparison establishes the supremacy of true Mahayana over provisional Mahayana. The provisional refers to the teachings of Shakyamuni preached during the years prior to his preaching of the Lotus Sutra. They were the various sutras expounded in the Flower Garland period, Kegon, the Agama period, Egon, the Expansion period, Hodo, and the Wisdom period, Hanya. The true refers to the Lotus Sutra, which was expounded during Shakyamuni's last eight years. The four teachings of doctrine evaluate Shakyamuni's Buddhism not chronologically, but horizontally. These four teachings are the Tripitaka, the Connecting, the Specific, and the Perfect. Among them, the first three, Tripitaka, Connecting, and Specific teachings, are provisional or expedient, while the fourth one, the Perfect teaching, alone is true. In short, provisional refers to everything preached prior to the Lotus Sutra, and the true teaching is the Lotus Sutra itself. The opening sutra for the Lotus Sutra is the Sutra of Infinite Meanings. It was preached just prior to the Lotus Sutra and says, quote, During the past 40-odd years, I have not yet revealed the truth. Kaiketsu, page 23. Furthermore, the second chapter of the Lotus Sutra, Hoban, Expedient Means, declared, quote, honestly discarding the expedient, solely expounding the supreme way. End quote. Kaketsu, page 124. Moreover, the preachers of the law, Hoshi, 10th chapter of the Lotus Sutra, stresses, 
stress the supremacy of the Lotus Sutra over all the other sutras in this way, quote, preached in the past, presently preaching, and will preach in the future. Among them, the Lotus Sutra is the most difficult to believe and difficult to understand, giving evidence of its truth, end quote. Kaiketsu, page 325. Based upon the above-quoted words of Shakyamuni, Nichiren Daishonin stated in the opening of the eyes, quote, When I carefully examined the Buddhism of 50-odd years or 80,000 storehouses of written law, there are the Hinayana and the Mahayana teachings, the expedient and the true. However, the Lotus Sutra alone, the true word of Master Shakyamuni, is the true word of various Buddhas of the three existences and ten directions. End quote. Gosho, page 526. Thus, Nichiren Daishonin explicitly stated that the Lotus Sutra alone is the true portion of the entire teachings of Shakyamuni. With regard to the reason why the previous sutras are provisional and the Lotus Sutra alone is the true, the Daishonin told us in the opening of the eyes, quote, from the Flower Garland Sutras through the Wisdom Sutra, including all the intermediate sutras, such as the Mahavarachana Sutra. Shakyamuni did not teach the fact that the possibility of enlightenment for the people of the two vehicles. He concealed it. He also did not reveal that he had attained enlightenment in the remotest past. There are two flaws in all of these sutras. The one is, because of the existence of separated and gradual practices, one may not yet open the expedient. This means that the ability of the people of all ten worlds to attain enlightenment equally was not revealed as it was in the Lotus Sutra. Now there was the doctrine that three thousand factors of the, of the law of the universe are contained within a single moment of existence as expounded in the theoretical teaching of the Lotus Sutra. The other is because of the assertion of first attaining enlightenment in this lifetime one may not yet unveil the provisional. This means that until the Lotus Sutra, Shakyamuni did not reveal that he had attained enlightenment before his present lifetime. Thus, all these teachings were clearly provisional since they did not reveal the truth. End quote. Gosha, page 535. The provisional sutra set forth a number of profoundly diverse doctrines and put forth somewhat comprehensive theories about life. However, they don't mention the ability of people in the worlds of learning and realization, two vehicles, to attain enlightenment, nor do they reveal Shakyamuni's attainment of enlightenment in the remotest past. These teachings are expounded in the Lotus Sutra for the first time. The great teacher Miao Luo, the sixth master of the Tai school in China, asserted in his commentary on the great concentration and insight, quote, Upon examination, all of the teachings prior to the Lotus Sutra, neither the teaching of the enlightenment of those in the two vehicles, nor the teaching of the Tathagata's attainment of enlightenment in the remotest past, could be found. End quote. Guketsu, volume 2, page 188. The true nature or reality of our lives can be explained by the doctrine that the 3,000 possible factors of the law of the universe are contained within a single moment of existence. Ichinen Sang Zen. This teaching is derived from two revealing doctrines, the attainment of enlightenment of those in the two vehicles and the revelation of Shakyamuni's enlightenment in the remotest past. Those two revealing doctrines are the core and heart of Shakyamuni's teachings.
The doctrine of the enlightenment of those in the two vehicles especially serves to differentiate the Lotus Sutra from the various uh, the previous sutras. These two doctrines had not yet been expounded in the provisional sutras. That meant there were two flaws in these sutras. The doctrine that 3,000 possible aspects of the law of the universe are endowed or in a single moment of existence, each in Sansa, represents the Buddha's spiritual awakening as well as the true nature of the reality of life. The doctrine consists of the ten worlds, the mutual possession of the ten worlds, the ten factors, and the three realms of existence. Regarding this, Nisarin Daishonin said in The Opening of the Eyes, the doctrine that the three thousand potential factors of the law of the universe are contained within a single moment of existence begins with understanding the mutual possession of ten worlds. End quote, Grocery, page 526. The doctrine may be realized by building on the assumption of mutual possession of the ten worlds. However, the previous provisional sutras did not allow people of the two vehicles to attain Buddhahood. As a result, the worlds of learning and realization were regarded as lacking the world of Buddhahood, the tenth and highest life condition, within themselves. This meant that the provisional sutras were imp imperfect in terms of the mutual possession of the ten worlds. Because of the existence of the two vehicles in the minds of all people, it is both obvious and logical that nobody can attain Buddhahood through the previous teachings. In the theoretical teaching of the Lotus Sutra, it was predicted for the first time that people in the two vehicles would attain Buddhahood in the future. This sets forth a perfect rendition of the theory that all living beings of the ten worlds can actually attain Buddhahood and that an actual mutual and simultaneous fusion between the world of Buddhahood and the other nine worlds is possible. Thus, taking this together with the doctrines of the ten factors and the three realms of existence, the doctrine that the three thousand possible aspects of the law of the universe are contained within a single moment of existence, each and its may at last be fully realized. In addition, the provisional sutras concealed the fact that the Buddha attained enlightenment in the remote past. Of this, the Daishonin stated in the opening of the eyes, quote, During the last moment of his life, under the Sal trees, Shakyamuni expounded the forty volumes of the great Nirvana Sutra. Moreover, various Mahayana Sutras were expounded before and after the Lotus Sutra. In them, the eternal nature of the Buddha's property of the law was expounded. However, not a single word or phrase revealing the eternality of the Buddha's property of compassionate action or property of wisdom was ever expounded. End quote. Goes to page 365. In Buddhism, it is generally taught that a Buddha possesses three enlightened properties. These are the property of the law, the law itself to which the Buddha is enlightened, the property of wisdom, the wisdom that awakens to this law, and the property of compassionate action, the actually manifested physical appearance that demonstrates compassion by leading all the beings, all living beings, to enlightenment. The property of the law is, by its nature, eternal, having neither beginning nor end. The property of wisdom and the property of compassionate action of a Buddha, mentioned in the provisional sutras, are the properties that appear following a Buddha's attainment of enlightenment in the Buddha's present lifetime. That is, the provisional teachings state that Shakyamuni began to practice at the age of 19 and attain enlightenment 
for the first time at Gaya City in India at the age of 30 while sitting under a linden tree. In other words, Shakyamuni became a Buddha at that historic and specific moment, and his properties of wisdom and compassion in action then appeared. Other than in the Jurio chapter of the Lotus Sutra, these two properties of the Buddha are all discussed as if they first appeared during Shakyamuni's lifetime. Since Buddha since Buddha's attained Buddhahood within a framework of the perfect mutual possession of the property of the law, we may say that the temporary properties of wisdom and compassionate action are endowed with the eternal property of the law. However, <coughs> if this is the case, the eternal properties of wisdom and compassionate action are simply not present and therefore all three eternal properties cannot be mutually endowed, forming one perfect body of Buddhahood. In the Juryo chapter, Shakyamuni explained that he had been leading people to enlightenment from the remotest past, and for the first time expounded that the properties of wisdom and compassionate action are also eternal. Finally, it is revealed that the eternal one body of the Buddha is endowed with the eternal three, three enlightened properties and at the same time, the eternal three enlightened properties are endowed with the eternal one body of the Buddha. This eternality, I'm going to start over. This eternality of the three enlightened properties of the Buddha had never been expounded in any of the previous sutras, not even in the Flower Garland Sutra, the highest sutra other than the Lotus Sutra. The Juryo chapter of Lotus Sutra revealed the existence of the eternal endowment of the three enlightened properties of the Buddha present since the remotest past. Thus, the supremacy of the Lotus Sutra over all the other sutras became, becomes quite clear. By revealing Shakyamuni Buddha's enlightenment in the remotest past, the doctrine of Ichin and Sanzen was demonstrated by showing its actual eternal nature in terms of the three existences of the past, present, and future. As a result, the potential of enlightenment for all living beings became evident. Therefore, the Daishonin stated in Gosho reply to Le Yueno, quote, The scaffolding is all the other sutras, and the Lotus Sutra is the big pagoda. Shakyamuni expounded all the other sutras as a framework in order to expound the Lotus Sutra, to construct a big pagoda. The scaffolding is essential. However, once the pagoda is completed, the scaffolding is cut off and removed. This is the heart of the sutra passage, honestly discarding the expedient. End quote. Gosha, page 1509. Thus far, we have discussed the supremacy of the Lord of Sutra over all the other sutras. However, the doctrine that the 3,000 possible factors of the law of the universe are contained within a single moment of existence, Ijin and Sanzen, discussed in the comparison between true and provisional Mahayana, is still merely a theoretical teaching compared with the Buddhism of the Daishonin. The true essential doctrine is the Buddhism of the sowing of the Daishonin. We, the people of Mapo, can attain Buddhahood through believing in the teachings of the Daishonin, earnestly chanting Daimoku and performing Shakabuku. The Daishonin stated in his reply to late, uh, Lord Oeno, quote, now is the age of Mapo. None of the other sutras, not even the theoretical portion of the Lotus Sutra itself, have any beneficial power at all. Only Nam Myoho Renge Kyo does. End quote. Gosho, page 1219.
Let us reconfirm this critical point and strengthen our practice and faith in the true teaching of the Daishonin. Nam yo ho renge kyo Nam yo ho renge kyo Nam yo ho renge kyo Wasn't that a great article in this wonderful book? Yeah, they, they're so deep. I love how deep they are. And I, I hope that you have now got loads of questions. Loads of questions. I hope you have lots and lots of questions. Again, that was chapter 10. So if you want to ask a priest about chapter 10 of the doctrines and practice of Nichiren Shoshu, as always, there'll be phone numbers at the end of this episode to talk to a priest here in America. You can call one and ask a question. They love questions. I was just told last night that they love questions. And I just, I can't forget the first pretty much year of the year and a half that I've been I've been trying to get back to doing this, where I would call a couple times a week and ask a question because I figured if I could call my SGI leaders, because I was SGI for 10 years, I figured if I could call my SGI leaders on like a mechanistic uh, rhythm to to attempt to generate some sort of power or influence or whatever it was, whatever your prayer was, and because it always had to be very specific and you had to write it down a bunch of times and I like how in Nichiren Shoshu uh, we're all connected with a really strong prayer for Kosen Rufu as the primary prayer everyone that's the primary if the, you know without that it's like what, what are the other ones even for you know <laughs> other minor prayers than that but in the Soka Gakkai, they focus on the minor ones first. And maybe some of them start chanting for Kosen Rufu a lot. But it's just so it's not it's not as united for sure. It's not as harmonious for certain. Yeah, I hope that you have been enjoying this book and I hope that it encourages you to share the book by the get the book or or Talk to people. Just talk to people about stuff. Talk to the priest first to figure out uh, if I'm telling you the right thing here. <laughs> but I'm just trying to read from the pages. And uh, again, that was page 65 to 76, 77. 65 to 77, chapter... No, no, don't listen to me there. I got the wrong pages. <laughs> I'm trying to share the pages because to disseminate it widely and I'm not trying to say this is what anything means because what's really cool is when you to do it right or do it you know to, to really strengthen that correct connection sharing it I think and then encouraging people to talk to the priests because there's this master of this information literally I, you could push these phone numbers uh, this is page 79 to 86. <laughs> That's not true. I'm dyslexic. I'm trying to talk and find this page. I'm reading it backwards and forwards, but I'm reading it backwards for myself and forwards for you folks on the, on the show. But, but most of it is stuff I haven't read before, so it's kind of hard to find. Okay. <laughs> this is the real page numbers. Are you ready? Chapter 10.
page 71 to 77 in the Doctrines and Practice of Nichiren Shoshu. And this is a 2010 publication. Yep, Nichiren Shoshu Overseas Bureau, 2010. Now that's the year I joined the Soka Gaka, 2010. Wow, wow. Okay, well, that's kind of fun. Maybe I was definitely this. I was supposed to find this book and read it to all of you, and um, I hope that it, the one thing I hope it does is call a temple. <laughs> but think about it energetically too. Like a bumblebee of energy, maybe. You know, because the Daigohonzon affects just even the subatomic particles, right? So, better than any gemstone, quartz, crystal, magic spell you can think of. I mean, really. I mean, stronger than any ancient beast, demon, god, or anything you can cook up in your wildest imagination. The strength is eternal, and it's this secret Buddhist law. It's, it's pretty amazing. So, pretty wonderful. Like, out of the mud, your life springs if you strengthen your practice, especially in the face of obstacles. So the idea of calling a priest, well, first are the experts, if you just think mechanically. They, they got the information, they can t I mean, it's been passed down for over 700 years, instead of an Ahsoka Gakkai, which has been maybe 40, 50, 80 years, I don't know how many years, but it's not 700 years, it's not even 100 years yet. Just on that alone, if you're a numbers and mechanics kind of person, it just makes sense, right? It's like, it just makes sense. But if you're a little like, oh, this stuff happened in the past, that's why, then that is definitely not from living from this moment forward, right? That's not living, that's not living in Kwan Ganjo of, or, you know, it's not being timeless and it's not Bodhisattva or Fukio of you, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not revering the Buddhahood in whoever you're continuing to be angry at. So let's chant more together. Let's chant more than ever. Yeah, all the Hokeiko, we're chanting an extra hour this month. We've been asked to by the high priest. Oh, I am up for the challenge. Okay. Thanks for joining me. For those of you wanting the numbers for the temples, Nichiren Shoshu temples in the United States, we have the Southwest Region, Nyohoji Temple, 1401 North Crescent Heights Boulevard, West Hollywood, California, 90046, telephone 323-656-2888. We have the Northeast Region, Nyosetsuji Temple, 14363 Beach Ave, Flushing, New York, 11355, phone number 718-961-7269. We have the Pacific Region, Honseiji Temple, 44668, Kaneohe Bay Drive, Kaneohe, Hawaii, 96744, phone number 808-235-8486. Northwest Region, Nyoshinji Temple, 2631, Appian Way, Pinole, California, 94564. The phone number is 510-222-8372. The Southeast Region, Nyosenji Temple, 310 University Boulevard, West Silver Springs, Maryland, 20901. Phone number 301-593-9397. And last one on my list, but not the least, Midwest Region, Nyoyoji Temple, P.O. Box, <coughs> Box 403, 
West Chicago, Illinois, 60186-0403, phone number 630-293-5235. You can also go to nst.org and or visit Nitrin Shoshu Temple at nst.org. There's all kinds of cool stuff. There's a walkthrough of an exhibit of the 800-year uh, anniversary of the advent of the founder. There's worlds of things to engage and learn about. Ready, set, go and go.